to another edition of Puncher's Chance with Pinnacle, the podcast that covers boxing betting from every angle. I'm your host, Chris McCarthy, and we've got yet another special show lined up for our listeners today. But firstly, I wanted to briefly recap on last month's show and give a shout out to where it was very much due to Johnny Nelson, who, despite often taking a bit of stick online for his fight predictions, the big man did produce very much produce the goods correctly predicting the outcome of White versus Vetkin and Lawrence Acoli's tremendous knockout win over Christoph Glauwaki, which would have returned a nice profit on single bets and a big payout on the double after both fights finished inside the halfway mark. Today, I'll be joined as ever by Tom Craze from the Boxing Betting Show to run the rule over all the latest big fight odds that Pinnacle have coming up. And Richard Poxon is back again to provide his insight and analysis and we have two special guests who, between them, have invaluable information for our listeners ahead of the big fight next weekend from Arlington, Texas, after sharing the ring with both Canelo Alvarez and Billy Joe Saunders. The man from the steel city of Sheffield, Ryan Rose! How special is it? Very special. I would say this special is as special as me. London, John, the John, Ryan, welcome to the uh, to the Pinnacle podcast. Um, firstly, thanks a lot for coming on. Obviously, really excited to get your uh, thoughts and predictions over the next hour and some of the, the big fights that Pinnacle have coming up and get some insight into what it's like to actually share a ring with Canelo and Billy Joe. Um, I've got to start, though. How have you both been during these kind of unusual times John I mean I'll go to you have um have you been ticking over in the gym and stuff I know the gyms are reopened now but before that what was it like during COVID as a boxer yeah I've been, I've been quite lucky first lockdown initially we was we was all pretty much locked down gyms were closed but since um June last year I've been I've been in the gym luckily got a, a 10 round out in Florida in December and um yeah just waiting now to announce a fight and, and get going again. But I've, yeah, I've been in the gym since June time last year. So been ticking over nicely and, and just getting ready for what comes. Nice, nice. Ryan, uh, what about you? Obviously a retired boxer now, but uh, everything all good, pub? Yeah, everything good. Um, I've got a gymnasium. So obviously I think gyms and probably what salons have been, been hit the worst by, like, by anybody. Um, yeah. we was the first to close and, and more or less the last to open um, so I've got I've got uh, three pros what I'm training so luckily we've been able to go into the gym and train the professional fighters but uh, even the amateurs they haven't even been able to train in the gym so all I've been getting is messages after messages can't wait to get bike can't wait to get bike when we're getting bike but you know, we we finally we've been open a couple of weeks now, and and everybody's so glad and so happy to be back training. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's definitely a uh, good feeling to be uh, to be back to some kind of normality. <laughs> Moving on to the the upcoming fights, then we've uh, we've got ahead boxing as we just touched on. Certainly seems to be kind of rolling again, and we're 
as we slowly exit the pandemic, it seems that crowds could be back soon and we'll have some kind of normality. Um, the big fight that's coming up next weekend, of course, is Saul Canelo Alvarez versus Billy Joe Saunders. Firstly, there's a there's a big card this weekend in Manchester, um, and I wanted to see if there is any potential for our listeners to make a profit from any of these fights. Now, in the main event, we've got Derek Chisora can finally settle his like, inverted commas rivalry with Joseph Parker. Um, we've got Katie Taylor defending a undisputed world lightweight belts against Natasha Jonas, in what, what, which looks like a decent fight there. Um, we've got Dimitri Bivol defending his WBA light heavyweight title against Craig Richards. And Chris Eubank Jr. makes his return against Marcus Morrison. Um, now, I'll start with the main event between uh, Parker and Chisora. Tom, I'll go to you first with the odds. Uh, Parker sitting at 1.53, Chisora at 2.60. I mean, those those odds look just about right to me. And um, what's your thoughts on that and the rest of like the odds on the card? Any upsets in this or, or is it simply just going to be all the favourites coming through? I think this fight is a, a tricky one to predict because I think it could either be something really quite ugly to watch or it could kind of ignite and you could see two guys really going at each other. I think Parker is the guy who needs to win the most and what I... I think Parker is the worthy favourite just because he's had that, um, you know, he's had that pedigree, he's had that world title and he's linked up with Andy Lee um, as his new trainer and all of the noises coming out of that camp are really good. Um, they've been working on some new uh, new kind of tricks, um, ironing out his flaws. And if you saw Parker in his last fight, he, he looked like he'd run out of ideas against Junior Farr. He was a guy who, you know, he'd lost to Joshua, lost to uh, Dillian White and was kind of, in no man's run sorry no man's done really um i think the odds suggest he's got a 65 chance dillian white uh sorry dillian white derek chisora uh 39 now i think if that what i think about these odds is if they were crowds and this was a fight in manchester or london um I'll put chisora anywhere and he's going to have good crowd backing I would like Chisora at 2.6 a lot more than I do at the moment. Take the crowds out of the equation. I think Parker is, is a worthy favourite. I don't love the price. I think you're, you're right in saying that it's about where it should be. Um, but I think what I like more is the, the fight to go long. I don't, see a, uh, I don't see a stoppage here. Two guys with really sturdy chins. Um, the over 10.5 rounds um, fight to go very long um, with Pinnacle is 1.52, um, so 66% chance we go into the very kind of final championship rounds there and under 10.5 2.59 so very similar to the outright prices there um, but I think rather than go for Parker I would take the the over 10.5. Nice share and obviously we've got the Natasha Jonas against Katie Taylor fight as well what are the odds kind of looking at there I mean it, this this for me is a uh, quite an interesting fight it's uh, I mean you'd expect Taylor to come through but Jonas is is a good fighter and she put up a good display recently. Um she's she's certainly game. And what what's the what's kind of the, the betting saying for this one? Well, the odds make Jonas a, a rank outsider, really. Um 5.5 with Pinnacles. So that is uh, nine to two um, gives her an 18% implied probability um, of pulling the upset against Taylor. The, the thing with uh, Jonas is that she fought so well against Terry Harper and I thought she won that fight, but that was down at super featherweight um, for Harper's world title. Now this is back up at lightweight, which is where Taylor, as we know, holds all the belts. Um, she's a 1.157 favorite with Pinnacle, so an 
implied chance, about one to six in, in fractional odds. Um, I think the obvious pick really when Taylor fights these days is the Taylor decision. That's the one that you, you look to, um, you know, shorter rounds, um, only, only, only 10 rounds at that. And, and obviously the bigger gloves. I think it's going to be really hard for Jonas to, to, to kind of get it done here. Um, but I think over 8.5 rounds, similar to the main event, looking for it to go long at 1.232. It's a short price, but 81% um, for uh, the fight to go into the second half of the eighth, uh, the eighth round, potentially going long. I think a tailored decision um, is probably a, a better chance than, than an 81% shot. And certainly that ties in the uh, the Jonas decision upset as well. Yeah, sure. Uh, uh, Rich, I'll just go to you after that. I mean, is there anything that stands out for you there on that card? I mean, obviously from the betting angle, it looks like kind of straightforward, kind of all the favourites are going to win. We've got um, obviously our old our old foe, Chris Eubank Jr. is back out. Um, it's Marcus Morrison. You'd presume that was more of a tick over fight than an upset. Um, anything that like you pick out from that card and where do you see the kind of main event ending up? Where How do you see the, the, the final result going between Parker and Chisora? Yeah, I don't think there's, like you said, there's, there's no fights that really stand out where you think I'm going to, I'm going to have it away here and beat the bookies. And so I, I think it's like you say, it's all pretty close fights where you expect favourites to win. I think personally, I see, I don't know why I've just got a feeling Chisora mine outwork Parker early, hard enough early on and pick that one on points. I think, yeah, I've got, I've just got a feeling he, he might do it. I think Taylor beats Jonas probably on points that might end up being closer than some people think. Our man Crawler says he's super confident. She's in, you know, she's in great shape, Jonas. So they yeah. might, that could be one where everybody's arguing after and there's plenty of uh, uh, controversy over who's won. But I just think, you know, Katie's had a good long hard career now, amateur and pro. Uh, and one night she will jump in, you know, like everyone knows. And it just won't quite be there. But I don't, I don't see it being this one, but I think it could be closer than people expect. Yeah, sure. I totally, totally kind of agree there. It's uh, it's definitely an intriguing fight, but one you'd kind of expect uh, to just have a little bit, a little bit too much for. Um, Ryan, I'll go to you. Any, any, any odds you see on there? Any upsets you see happening at them? Kind of short prices. How do you see the the main event panning out? Rich, that's a pretty brave call calling Chisora actually. But uh, it's uh, how do you think? How do you think that one's going to end up? I think it's um, I think it's one of them fights that you you, you favour Derek Chisora first half of the fight. The longer it goes, you favour Parker. Um, he could it could be the one that just just nicks this fight for me. Is 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 it going to be another? Like like Usyk just outboxed him and, and kept out of the way and didn't get involved, or is Derek Chisora gonna, you know, get on top of him straight away and 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 you know take him out of his rhythm, take him out of his game straight away? Um, I re- you just know it's going to be exciting, I think, because that's what Derek Chisora brings. I mean, it's not it's not War Chisora for nothing. So I just think he'll go in from from as soon as that bell rings and just try and put it on Joseph Parker straight away. But it's 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 if Parker can keep away from um, from Chisora and, and not not get drawn into a fight. Yeah, sure. He's kind of like just a just a one way train, really, isn't he? But he um, 
So on the so moving on to the obviously the Katie Taylor fight as well. Do you see that one the same as same as the boys? Just basically a straightforward win for Taylor, or do you give Jones yeah, do, uh, a bit of a shout there? No, no, I, I do. To be fair, I think I think Natasha's coming off co- so confident from from her last fight with with Terry Harper. You know, a lot of people had it thought t- uh, Natasha won. A lot of from people thought Terry Harper won. I thought it was close. I thought it could have gone you know either way, but you know you've got to go and and not just nick the title, you've got to go and really grab it from the champion. And she didn't do that, to be fair. So I think that's why they favoured Terry as the winner in that fight. But Katie Taylor is just, you know, she's just flying the flag for, for women's boxing. She has done for years, and I, th- I still think she will for, for quite some time to come. She She's a great ambassador for women's boxing. And I see um, a points win, a clear points win, or even a late TKO for Katie Taylor Nice the uh, John I'll move on to to you uh, now just obviously before we touch and I'll get your thoughts on the main event and the Taylor fight just in and around your division with Eubank Jr and Dimitri Bivol both fighting on the card I mean is there you'd have some good insight into this but do you give any hope for Marcus Morrison against Eubank in that fight and also do you give I mean Richards is a good very good domestic fighter, but do you give him any kind of chance up at that level against Bivol? I mean, he's a you know he's a top level operator, isn't he? Well, I mean, Craig's a training partner. Um, he's looked exceptional in this camp, coming off the the win against Shakan Peters in December, and I mean, he's just flying high with confidence. And to be fair, he was asking for this fight. It wasn't that he got offered. He was literally badgering Eddie to get it made, and it might be that he gets egg on his face for asking for it, but he's um. He's done it. He's in there now, and he's he's going to go and fight an, an elite level world champion. And um, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously Bibble's a heavy favourite, but I, feel, I don't know if the way Craig's the, the confidence he's got, Bibble's inactivity. You just don't know how it's going to pan out. I mean, looking at Bibble on the pad yesterday, he looks slick, lovely movement, relaxed. But this is this could be Craig's time to shine and really shock the world. Yeah, I mean, I was, I mean, when I was looking at the odds and when I was looking at the kind of the card, it was, I'm not saying that he was thinking he was going to win, but it was the one fight that kind of stood out to me where I think there could potentially be some, if not an upset, but a bit of drama there. Um, kind of something, maybe a knockdown or something like that. Bivol looked, has looked a little bit vulnerable sometimes, but um, obviously his odds suggest that he's going to, he's going to pull through. And what about the, what about the Eubank fight? Just see, just Eubank just beating Marcus Morrison fairly comfortably and moving on. Is that just a kind of bit of a, bit of a warm up fight really? Yeah, pretty much. Not, not to disrespect Marcus Morrison, but it's a different level that they've been operating at. And I mean, Marcus Morrison got the win out in Italy over Manuel Blandamora and he was behind in the scorecard. So he pulled out a peach of a shot, but, um, Eubank's a different level. Um, it's just going to be exciting to see how he's adjusted under Roy Jones Jr. and what what improvements he's made. Yeah, obviously with that, it's uh, it will be will be interesting to see if he kind of tweaks his style or the way he kind of the way he kind of approaches it. How do you see the how do you see the main event going, uh, John Chisora Chisora Parker? Obviously, looks like a distance fight. Are you agreeing with the uh, agreeing with Ryan and Tom? Or are you going to go with Rich and choose uh, choose um, Chisora? No, I mean I'm 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 choosing Chisora. I think he's Yes, Johnny Ryder. <laughs> I've got your back, Rich. Um on, Parker's okay. a lovely boxer. Do you know what I mean? He's 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 a great boxer and he was unlucky against Dillian White, but 
Dillian White dogged it out just like Jazora will and in, in, in a dogfight I always think Parker's going to come off second best so I think it's going to be an ugly fight Derek's going to have to do what he has to do to, to make it that way and just make just put just put him out of his comfort zone really We'll move on uh, to the to the big one and this is one that I'm obviously really excited about and really excited about to get your thoughts on uh, like I mentioned especially Brian and John having boxed the pair uh, Saul Canelo Alvarez will take on Billy Joe Saunders in a huge unification bout next weekend. Uh, Canelo retained his WBA Super, WBC and the Ring Super middleweight titles in February when he stopped Abney Yildirim. Uh, Canelo will be looking to take Saunders' WBO title after he successfully defended it against Martin Murray in December. Now, I think that the conscious here is that if the, if the best Saunders can turn up and implement his game plan to perfection on the night, he has a chance of beating Canelo. Um, but then on the flip side, I mean, Canelo, we're talking about a guy who is a real elite top-level pound-for-pound star, obviously lives the life. Um, he's been very active recently. I mean, his resume speaks volumes at the level he's currently at. Canelo is the heavy betting favourite, odds of 1.129 with Pinnacle. Uh, Saunders sits at 6.250. I think that equates to around about an 85% chance for Canelo and just a 15% chance for Saunders. Um, Ryan, I'll start with you. Now, having boxed Canelo, um, albeit a little while back, I mean, he looked like a future superstar to me even then. But I mean, since then, all his, his all-round games come on so much, hasn't it? I mean, firstly, what was it like sharing the ring with him? And secondly, what chance do you give Billy of actually causing causing the upset? So when I fought Canelo, obviously for for the WBC title, he was every all Golden Boy was just raving about Canelo. You know that it was going to be this superstar, um, gingerhead Mexican. You know, just just massive talks about him back when I fought him. And I mean, he's only 21, 22 years old when I fought him. So everybody said he was going to be a superstar, and <laughs> there wasn't wrong with it. You know, he's, look where he's t- look how he's turned out today. You know, just a pound for pound, he's gone from light middleweight to middleweight to super middleweight, and even jumped up to light heavyweight uh, and beat Kovalev. You know, it's just crazy what he's doing. Um, whether as Billy Joe Saunders got a shout in this fight, I'm just, I don't think there's anybody out there at the minute that who can trouble a Canelo. I really don't. Um, I did a few interviews last week about this and a lot of people are missing that this is going to be Canelo's third camp in in five months. Now, his fights haven't been that, you know, that being tough. Obviously, it was Callum Smith. He beat Callum Smith pretty comfortably. Um, is it, was it Ildrum? Was it Ildrum maybe last yeah, time Yeah, Ildrum. Ildrum. Yeah, yeah, Ildrum, which wasn't a tough fight. But it's the camps. So he's having his third camp in five months. Now, his camps, as we all know, won't be easy. He'll be he'll be having world-class sparring. He'll be pushing his body to the limits day in, day out, you know, keeping an eye on his on his weight. So is that going to be a factor in this fight? Maybe not, but I I think I think it's it's worth really looking into that, you know, it could it could take its toll on on Canelo's body. Um, but listen, the body is an unbelievable thing. You know, you're not going to, 
it might it might be flying through the camps, th- flying through training, and then on the night not feel himself. Who knows? Um, but you've just got to pick Canelo. There's there's no one out there. I don't. I believe who can who can test Canelo right now. I think he's going to be at t- the top for for some years to come, um, and it's going to take a, an amazing fighter to to dethrone him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I mean, it's funny that you touched on that there. I saw, I did see something. Um, uh, I think it was earlier in the week that said about although he's obviously the activity. I think the big kind of key thing that people are looking at is the kind of the activity of Canelo and the kind of the activity of Saunders as such. Um, but then on the flip side is that he might he might even be a little bit too active if that if that's too actually a, if that's actually a thing. But um, no, you're with, right. It's it's not the fights. It's not the fights. It's the camps because camps takes you know when you're having tough tough camps, it takes years of fighters. I mean, I've been. I've been to America, sparring in America, and, and their sparring is like fights, honestly. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, everybody's going to want to make, you know, whoever comes to spar with Canelo is going to want to try and make a statement, going to try and, you know, make a name for themselves. So he's not going to have easy sparring, no way. And that's where, that's where you know, that's where it gets tough in camp. So we, we only gonna, we're only going to see, I mean, we've got, we've got a couple of weeks to, to look forward to it and I, I really really can't wait Billy Joe Saunders has got the style to give Canelo problems but it's just the inactivity what could be a, another factor in this fight for Billy Joe um, but I, I just can't wait for the fight I think it's a great matchup yeah I mean so obviously when like you boxed him as well he's come on he's come on a lot since then but there was was there anything in his style that you kind of kind of picked up because it's kind of I think everyone's kind of thinking that going to be Billy's going to be on his toes moving around and Canelo's just going to kind of come forward do you see do you see that that's the way that Canelo will approach the fight or do you think he'll approach it in a different a different style to maybe the way that he boxed maybe Callum Smith no I think I think he'll have to approach the fight pressuring Billy because Billy Billy will be, would be a fool if he was to stand in front of Canelo and fight him or trade with him he would be it would be the worst mistake he could do so I would 99.9% say that Billy Joe would be on his bike, getting out of the way, pick shotting, um, counter punching when he's making Canelo miss, um, and, and just making it awkward, but not being in front of Canelo. That's the last place where he needs to be. If he's in front of Canelo, it could be an early night um, for Canelo. You know, I mean, look what I go back to Amir Khan, that how Amir Khan box. Uh, for the first, what was it, four rounds, five rounds before yeah, he I mean, got he, caught? He was winning, he was in winning and out, the fight, yeah. yeah, not hanging around, you know, pot shot in and, and just counter like fast counter shots. That's how you've got to beat a Canelo. If you stood in front of Canelo, he will hit you and he will knock you out. And that that is the bottom line. So f- for me, Canelo is going to pressure Billy because Billy's going to be on the bike, getting out of the way, making it difficult for Canelo, you know, trying to, trying to, you know, make Canelo make mistakes and take him out, take him out of his, you know, his comfort zone kind of thing, and make Canelo make mistakes. But that's what Billy's got to do. Don't don't stand in front of Canelo. Get on your bike, get out of the way, and um, and try and make a points win. Yeah, I mean, I, to- I totally agree. What the? If you could, uh, I mean, what was the with with Canelo? What was the one thing when you boxed him that kind of you thought to yourself? I mean, once you've been in there for a couple of rounds, you realise that this guy was you know, a real kind of elite level fighter and maybe 
obviously from boxing, maybe at British, European, or even kind of solid world level, what was the difference in him where you thought, you know what, this guy's like special? Was there anything that he'd done that was different to other guys or things? As to me, he seems to have this kind of uncanny way of being able to almost kind of dodge punches, but count. It's almost like a game of like chess where he know he almost knows what you're going to do three steps ahead and he reads reads the punch and kind of counters it counters at will, which is a skill that he's got. And I'm just interested to get your thoughts on kind of how that played out. Because when I watched back your fight, I actually watched the fight um, earlier just to pick up on a few things. And he seemed to be developing that skill like during during fighting you. And now it's kind of taking it to a new level. It seems something that kind of sets him apart from the rest. Just, you, 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 you're exactly right what you just said. He's just got a great boxing brain. He's not your typical Mexican fighter what just wants to have a fight, you know, stand stand in front of you. The one thing what stood out with me, I mean, he did everything, everything great, everything, you know, was 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 first class. But the one thing that stood out with me, he never wasted a punch. He never threw shots just for the sake of it. He was very accurate. If he if he was gonna throw a shot or he was gonna count you with a shot, he would make sure that then the 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 the, the shot lands. You know, he would try and count you with not just one shot or two. It would be three, four, five shots. And out of them three or four or five shots, only one shot would probably miss. And he would hit you, hit you with the rest of the shots. He got a great boxing brain, great movement, great reflexes. Um, you know, like I said, not just your typical Mexican, Mexican fighter. He had the full package. And, you know, it, it, it was good when I fought him, but... Today is just another level, another level. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't like to fight him today. No way. <laughs> yeah, he is, uh, he is, he is superb. Um, John, we'll, I'll go on to you. Me and uh, Ryan have obviously waxed lyrical about Canelo for about 10 minutes there. So uh, you've, um, you boxed Billy Joe back in 2013, I believe. Um, I was actually, I was actually ringside for that fight. So I remember it uh, quite well. Uh, and obviously you have a good gauge of Canelo's level after boxing Callum Smith so recently. And um, what chance do you give Billy of like the upset? And is, is there any way that you can see him kind of a way that he can actually kind of beat Canelo or negate like what Ryan said about how special Canelo is and then kind of almost borderline kind of superpowers as a fighter that he has? How's, how would he have to approach the fight? And is there any way that he can actually overcome that? I do. I believe he's got the tools. He's got the ability. I mean, He's not just your average Joe. He's 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 been a, a former Olympian. He's a two weight division world champion himself. Um, but what we've seen from Billy Joe is that he does fade down the down the stretch of the fight, and you can't afford to do that in this fight. I mean, if you look at pictures of him now, he looks in tremendous shape, probably the best shape he's ever been. But you can't just do that for the big fights. You've got to do that throughout your career. I mean, he, he had a lot of lackluster performances, a lot of inactivity, and. Like we say, Canelo's had well, this will be his third fight in uh, five months. I mean, yeah, the chances are he might overcook it in the gym and, and have a lackluster performance, but better that than not being out of the ring for for such long periods of time. Do you know what I mean? It's um, it's a tough one. It's um, like you can only go to the well so many times, and I mean, he's he's not always lived the life correctly. He's he sometimes just let his talent get him through, and it's not always enough when you come up against special special talents like Canelo. Yeah, sure. I mean, with the one inch, another interesting thing I'm interested to hear your kind of opinion on as well. And um, with the, when you boxed, obviously, Callum Smith 
fairly recently. We, me, Tom, and Richard touched a bit on the podcast that we obviously we thought you won that fight. Not just saying it because you're on the podcast now, which <laughs> generally did. But um, the fact that when you boxed uh, Callum, and then obviously, I mean, it was a it was a close-ish kind of fight. So you had the gauge of the level that he was at. Was you was you surprised at how easily Canelo kind of just kind of dissected uh, Smith when he went in? Because I mean, watching the fight, it was, I mean, I thought Canelo would win, but the size of Smith, I thought he might box him long, kind of move around. It just seemed as if Canelo had him kind of trapped and almost just cutting the ring off and just Smith couldn't go anywhere. And he was almost, I mean, he almost really didn't even get out of third gear in that fight. Did that kind of shock you at how easily he kind of beat Smith in that manner? No, because I I knew when I boxed Smith that he was, done at super middleweight you, you see him on a day to weigh in and he looked like a skeleton do you know what I mean so yeah a year down the line without fighting but a year of not making the weight he was only he was going to do it no better do you know what I mean and without blowing my own trumpet I feel like I asked given the blueprint of how to do it I stayed up closer I worked to the body worked to the head and I don't know if I didn't do was punch him in the bicep which maybe I should have done but um <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it, yeah. That's you, not, you do, do, do that and you're, you're going to pick up in your next one. <laughs> I'll try it, yeah, especially if you're bigger. But um, yeah, no, I think similar size. I think I might be an inch or so taller than Canelo. So, I mean, yeah, he's done he's done exceptionally well to go in against Callum and I'll do what he did, do you know what I mean? But yeah, I think that, I, I suppose us shorter fellas, we like fighting the tall ones. Is we, we come unstuck a bit when we short, fight the shorter people we find them a bit hard to read but we kind of know what's coming with the taller fighters and you're prepared you're rolling under you're slipping and that's when Canelo looks his best when he's missing all the shots like doing the old matrix tricks and, and coming back with nice counters <laughs> yeah I mean another thing is obviously interesting to get your, your gauge on I know it was 2013 but the one thing that I've kind of picked up on and seen over the last couple of weeks when people have been talking about the fight is that they some people feel that Saunders doesn't have the power to keep Canelo off him. Um, obviously, you box Saunders, and again, that was you know seven years ago or so. But do you do you think that obviously tasting his punches for twelve rounds, do you feel like he he has got the power to keep him off him, or do you think it it's something that is going to favour Canelo and that Billy might not just punch hard enough to be able to keep him off for twelve rounds? Yeah, I agree that he's, he's probably doesn't punch, that he's not got the one punch power to, to bother Canelo. He's probably got the enough power to, to frustrate him and we're picking his punches and, and moving around him. He's got the, he's got great footwork and then just peppering a jab, do you know what I mean? Moving off to the side, but I think that could also be his undoing. I think that's when Canelo would have to just ship a bit of like, take a few shots and then just really throw out a big body shot to try and catch him on the way in or the way out and just step on him and, and catch him that way. Later on in the rounds, I think it will happen, maybe seven or eight onwards. But um, I think it's going to be Billy Joe's fight, the first six. Yeah, sure. What's, what's your, uh, after kind of going over it, I've got a sense that you think Billy has a, a very decent chance of actually causing the upset. Are you, are you calling the upset or are you still going to go with Canelo to win the fight? I, I, I just don't think Billy Joe can win on points out there. I think it's, it's Canelo's time. Um, I think you're going to see wide scorecards out there, um, even if it is close. Um, and like I said, I don't think I don't think Billy Joe can stop Canelo. I hope. I mean, I hope it's judged fairly. And you, you've seen all the goings on about one American judge, one English, one one neutral. But um, 
You really don't just don't know, do you? But it's a tough one. I've I've played with Cano all along and seen the shape that Billy Joe's got himself into, and I just you do give him a chance, but I think it all just comes down to the night. But putting my neck on a line, I'd have to favour Canelo. Like like Ryan says, who can you see beating him at the moment? By me. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get we'll get onto that one in a little bit, mate. But the uh, yeah, great to hear your uh, your insight there, uh, Tom. I'll I'll go to you next. Uh, what's what's your take on this fight? I know we have discussed it on the pod uh, previously. Um, do you see any way uh, to overcome such a dominant force in Canelo at the minute? I mean, when we talk about Canelo fight from a betting perspective, we can't shy away from what John just said there and the fact that he does usually have the judges on his side and given the chances of Saunders actually knocking Canelo out is there any hope for people wanting to actually back Saunders here? I think what's interesting is that we spoke about this on last month's pod briefly and back then Canelo was a 1.19 favourite with Pinnacle um, so 84% implied chance since that time the odds now are uh 1.12 1.129 um so nearly it's nearly an eight to one favorite on um two to 15 so 89 percent implied chance so what that what that says is that even though it's a very short price the sharp money the sharp players are still getting involved with canelo at that price there's not there's not money coming in on saunders to push down his price the, the money is still going in on canelo and still kind of getting that to a point where where people are happy that it's the right price and that's taken place in the last month. I don't know if it'll go much shorter than that, um, but I don't have an argument with uh, with Canelo being an 89% favourite. I think Ryan and, and John have touched on it very well there in terms of how uh, how good um, Saunders looks physically. He's certainly got himself into shape. Um, Ryan mentioned, you know, the, the possibility that Canelo, you know, he's just been training nonstop and, but you're, you're kind of clinging on to, you're clutching at straws there a little bit in, in working out ways that you can beat him. The the argument I see is that for people who are arguing a case for Saunders, is that they're saying, well, look at the Lemieux fight. You had a guy who Saunders was really, really frustrating, um, you know, taking the mick out of it at certain, at certain points. But the counter to that is that Lemieux obviously is nowhere near as good as Canelo. And although it's in theory, similar in that Lemieux was coming forward looking for Saunders who just wasn't there. Canelo is, he'll be coming forward, but in a different way. He can cut off the ring so well. And I, I think one thing that I think is pretty obvious from when Ryan fought him is that Canelo's defence has improved so much as well. He's not just a, a kind yeah, of offensive, sure. brilliant fight. He, you know, his, you look at the two um, Golovkin fights and Golovkin's got unbelievable footwork. Canelo was able to cut off the ring against Golovkin and at least, you know, get to a point where it was, you know, even pegging pretty much. And I think the idea that Saunders can kind of just dance away from him all night and avoid getting out of trouble, I'm sorry, avoid getting into trouble, it's pretty, it feels a bit far-fetched to me because I think Canelo will be coming forward to try and close that distance, but I think he'll be doing it much more intelligently than than kind of chasing it around. It's not going to be kind of Matador against Bull in there. And I think although Saunders is going to, I think the Khan um, analogy is quite a good one, but I, I just think Canelo will work it out. I think he'll manage to to kind of dictate the range. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a stoppage, but I think, you know, all signs point towards a Canelo decision. 
Um, and if you look at the odds, uh, Pinnacle going over 10.5 rounds. So the same lines uh, round line as Chisora Parker, 64% um, chance uh, the odds are making the same. So 1.55 that it goes long. And I think, you know, if, if you're asking me whether that's a value price, I'd say it is. I, I think the chances of it going the distance are probably higher than that. And as John said, if it goes the distance, I think we probably know what we can expect, particularly if it's if it's a Canelo fight, you would expect wider scorecards than what, what you get. Uh, and if it's a close fight, then you'd expect one man to be to be favoured. So and in short, I'm struggling to see a way for, for Saunders to win because I, I just can't see him um, hurting Canelo. And I just think he's, for all the, the kind of will in the world, he's, he's going to struggle to... Um, to kind of frustrate him all night. Yeah, sure. So, again, I totally agree on that. We'll, um, Rich, we'll go to you. Uh, so Tom, John and Ryan have all said that Canelo kind of, you know, widely on points or even if they, even if he doesn't win the fight widely on points, he's going to get it widely on points. Um, knowing you, mate, with the uh, way, do you want to throw a spanner in the works and tell us Saunders is going to knock him out inside three rounds or what's your, what's your thoughts here? No, what I will tell you is, and I say this with all sincerity, is I hope wherever the cards fall on Saturday night, that John Ryder gets one of these big fights next because he had a great fight with Billy Joe, which, you know, were very, very close. But more recently, I thought, and listen, I know Callum and Smith brothers, so it's not, a, it's not a personal thing. I thought, I thought John pinched that fight. Pinched not probably right way, but I thought he edged it. And he deserved nodding that. But either way, it was a great performance. And I really wanted him to get that big fight that he's spent his career chasing. So whatever happens this weekend, I hope he's... I definitely hope John's next in line for one of the big ones. So I'm not saying I want to see John get launched in against an animal like Canelo, but I do want to see him get in against Canelo because he deserves it. He's, he's put the years in now and he deserves that big chance. So, but moving on from that, you, you can't... Like Ryan's called it right, really, and John's touched on it. You know, in sparring camps, it's not the big shots to the head that wear you out. You know, they're pounding each other, even though the gloves are big. They're whacking each other away to bodies. Your elbows are smashing against your hips. It does have, it does put a lot of miles on you. It does wear you out. And you think you're doing that three times in five or six months. It's, it's that's some feat in itself, as, as both lads will tell you to go. You know, to do eight or ten week camps three times in that length of time, you've got to be carrying. I don't know. What, I don't know what you all lads think, but he's got to be carrying some niggles, aches, and pains going into that ring. I think. But he's. You touched on it yourself, Chris. Canelo's there to be hit, but he ain't there to be hit. Yeah. His upper body movement's fantastic. His feet are just bang right. So even when you think he's there. He's not quite there. When you think you've got a second to move because he's too far away, you aren't really. He's there. He's just he's just moved his upper body or took his back foot back and just got out of range. Billy's a fantastic boxer. I've known him since before he went to Olympics. Got all time in will for him. And if if anybody's got the style who's going to beat a Canelo Alvarez, it is Billy Joe Saunders' style. Without any shadow of a doubt, you know, at this weight now, it's going to be somebody who can hit and move and move him round and, you know, try and keep out of the way. John's a million percent right, you know, to to go over to the States and if it goes down to a, you know, a close fight on points to get a decision against Canelo, he's going to be, 
I don't know what that's going to be. That's like going to be like me going a year without falling off my bike. That, that <laughs> but it's, uh, it'll be it'll be some feat if he can do it. Obviously, he's a British kid, so I hope he does. But I just think, apart from the caveat of all the training camps in a short space of time, Canelo just looks pretty unbeatable at that weight at the moment. As but as John said, until he gets in with John, that's it. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 to, I totally agree. I mean, if you, if you get your, it's quite an interesting one that um, when we touched upon it there, uh, just to kind of briefly end on the Canelo Saunders fight. A few people touched on his kind of weight and that. I'll go to, go back to you, Ryan. What, what do you what do you think his his actual best weight is? Because he seems to be he's up and down in weight. He's boxing at you know kind of middleweight and super middleweight, and then he's in at like heavyweight, kind of sparking out Kovalev, and it's like. I, I kind of struggling to see where he sits. I mean, super middle seems the one, um, but you know he's not a tall guy. He's quite very short for that weight, but he's a, he's obviously very kind of strong, kind of dense kind of fighter, isn't he? Where do you, where do you think his best weight is? I think it's a super middleweight for Canelo. It's super middleweight for Billy Joe. I think middleweight. I mean, he yeah, looks agree, in yeah. fantastic shape, but but there's a few more pounds to drop there. I'm telling you now, Billy Joe Saunders, if this fight was at middleweight, you'd give Billy Joe more of a chance, I'd say. Uh, Canelo, definitely a super middleweight. He's, he's, listen, if he can go up to like heavyweight, I mean, not forgetting the, the Kovalev fight, he was, <laughs> I think he was behind on, the, behind on points on that fight. You yeah. know, and, uh, you know, there was no urgency, there was no rush to it. It just seemed like, Yep, I'm taking my time, I'm taking my time, I'm going to get you, I'm going to get you. And then round 11, crash, he hit him with that, with that left hook, I think. I mean, it, it looked like Kovalev caught it on his glove, but it went through the glove yeah. and straight to his temple kind of thing. His legs went and then Canelo hit him with that over and right and it finished him. But I, I believe that Canelo's a better super middleweight than any other weight. And I believe Billy Joe Saunders is a better middleweight than any other weight. Um, but it is what it is. They're both fighting super middleweight. Canelo is 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 trying to unify the division, and Billy Joe Saunders is is trying to, you know, cause one of the biggest upset in world boxing. Yeah, sure. I mean, I totally totally agree. Again, the uh, just to finish off, what's your thoughts on that, John? Do you think that he's? Do you think Billy Joe is a, is a middleweight, or do you, do you like him like him up at super middleweight? Uh, I, I like. Well, there's not been a performance to really like. To be fair, is it? Alpha super middleweight. Yeah, um, his best performance ever come at middleweight. But I mean, let's let's judge him on his performance next weekend. How he does against Canelo and what he can do in the future after this fight. Um, I think yeah, his his best fighting weight is middleweight. Um, but he, he has said that for the right fights he will go back down. So I'm sure it's something that he could do and do pretty comfortably. But um, Canelo's an absolute beast. I mean, I know he said that light heavyweight was a bit too big for him. He was more comfortable at super middleweight and he's proved that he's probably gone and beat the biggest super middleweight champion there was. And he will continue to do so, won't he? Yeah, sure. I mean, I totally agree. So we're going pretty much across the board there. I get the census that everyone believes that Canelo's going to win the fight on points, um, which I'm sure a lot of people we will be predicting that. Um, we'll move on to another 
I say fight uh, that's coming up and especially for John and uh, Ryan being ex-fighters this might uh, not not take your fancy too much but people will be betting on it and it being a, a betting podcast we have to kind of touch on it but um, Floyd Mayweather has just announced his fight against Logan Paul uh, the 50 and 0 50 and 0 multi weight world champion is going to face off against the 0 1 and 1 YouTuber on June the 6th in Miami. Now, Pinnacle have odds for this up and Mayweather priced at 1.047, Logan Paul odds of 10.830. Now, those odds imply that Logan Paul has nearly a 9% chance of beating Mayweather. <laughs> is, is, is it simply like madness, these things? I know it's an exhibition. Um, just interested to get your take on. I mean, what these kind of fights are. And I know that you have to take them for what they are. But, I mean, Tom, I mean, I'll go to you just to start. I mean, what's your, what's your take on these sort of fights? I know, you, I know, you're, I know you're a big fan, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's all I watch the sport for these days. Um, look, if, if you can sell it, people will make it. It's not anything new. Um, you know, exhibitions have been around for a long time. Muhammad Ali, you know, Foreman... <laughs> It's boxing has been there's always been an element of circus about it, and it's, it's one of those things. You know, the thing is, Mayweather's been retired now for you know what four years. There's yeah. no, it, and he, he could come back and uh, he could still do a job on, on most at, at welterweight, I think. But like, he, he's out there and enjoying his life. And if he wants to get money that way, then then fair play to him. Logan Paul, he's talked himself into it, you know, he's his brother can fight a, a little bit. Um, I don't think Logan Paul can at all. Um, the crazy thing I think is with the odds, you look at Mayweather, 1.047 implies 96% chance. Eubank Jr., for example, to beat Marcus Morrison is implied in a 98% chance. So the odds are saying that Mayweather is less likely to beat Logan Paul than That's Eubank Jr. is to beat Marcus Morrison. And, look, you know, the, the weight, um, the, the weights say that the contract says the weights can be no more than 30 pounds apart. Logan Paul, I think, is capped at 190. Um, and Mayweather at middleweight. Mayweather won't come anywhere near middleweight, as we know. Um, yeah, look, it, it is what it is. Realistically, if, you, if you're saying what are the odds, they're going to be wider than that, aren't they? Clearly, Mayweather's got better than a 96% chance to be beat Logan Paul. I think he's a proud guy. He's not, he's not um, exactly going to want to give up that O, oh, even though it's a an exhibition and people say it's an exhibition it's just an exhibition well see what he did to the Japanese kid you know see what he yeah. did to tension yeah. I went out to Japan and stopped him in minutes and made the other guy cry so <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised to see something similar because once he he gets down to it he's still as good as it gets but um yeah no, I think I think um yeah, I, I can't get too angry about this kind of thing, really. <laughs> the uh, Ryan, I'll get your quick take on it. What, what, what's your opinion on these sort of fights? I mean, obviously, not a bad way to make a hundred million in however many rounds it is. But how, what's your take on it? Do you see, just see them as an absolute farce, a disrespect to the sport? What's your kind of the angle you look at them from from this perspective? Listen, there seems to be more money in these exhibition fights now than than the real thing. It's crazy at minute. I mean. <laughs> Look, I mean, the, the the TV channel Thriller, I mean, they I think they'll be putting on their next show, I think there's a few exhibition fighters and um, uh, Teofimo Lopez is fighting on that card as well. But they're just chucking so much money at these exhibitions for these 
legends to come back for, for one more fight or a couple more fights. It's, it's crazy. Um, but we all know Floyd Mayweather loves, he loves a pound note. He loves, well, he loves a dollar. Um, so he's going to come back. He's not going to probably come back for more, less than $50 million or $100 million. Um, I, I'm, to me, to me, Jake Paul went a little bit quiet. It's, 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 um, it's his brother what's doing all the, all the shouting and all the screaming at the minute. Um, it's, I don't know. I'm not a fan of it, but listen, if you was in that position and you got offered 50 million, 100 million, would you turn it down? <laughs> Obviously, I, I know I wouldn't. I know I wouldn't. <laughs> at minute, I'd do it for 100 pound. I'd come back for 100 pound at minute. <laughs> Ryan's going to be in a next thing in, in, in six months. Ryan's going to be in an exhibition, I reckon. You're <laughs> yeah. so quickly touching it with you. I mean, maybe you're you might be sitting there uh boiling at this, but the uh, what's, what's your take on the way this is all kind of going? Because obviously, yourself as a fighter and an active fighter looking for big fights and looking to, to land the big money fights or the biggest money fights you can get, does it does it kind of frustrate you that you get a guy who? pretty much, you know, cannot box or hasn't boxed. Do you see it as a bit of a disrespect to the sport or do you kind of think, well, you know, fair play, if you can if you can make that kind of money, I'll, you know, like Ryan said, I, I'd do it kind of thing. I, I respect the hustle. You know what I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a multi-millionaire as it is and he's, he's looking for a way to make a bit more. But these YouTubers are making more money in one fight than a lot of British pros make throughout their career, which is, is not right. I mean, a, a Young, a British kid will go through the amateurs for maybe 10 plus years, turn pro and to sell tickets on the shows and, and, and making minimal. And then Logan Paul comes along and wants to fight another YouTuber and gets millions for it. It's just, it's, I know it's the sign of the times and a, and a new crowd and a new platform. And promoters probably love it because you get in the, the so called like the YouTube fan base on board, but it's wrong, really. And I think for the likes of Mayover, who's called himself the GOAT, and I mean, it's it's wrong that he's encouraging it, I think. Um, and to be fair, Logan Paul's never won a fight. If it was his brother, Jake, then I could understand it. But um, he, he looks like he's a bit more game and can have a go. But yeah, Logan Paul's never won a fight. So it's a bit, it's a bit strange to me. Yeah, I mean, totally agree. I think there's got to be some kind of stop to it at some point. It's almost as if they need their own kind of, I think their own like kind of license as such to box or something like that, where it's a kind of a bit of an event. Uh, Rich, just to briefly end on this point, what's, what's your what's your take on it? I can imagine you're a, you're I can imagine you're a big fan, but oh yeah, I've already ordered a t-shirt and the cap ready for it. <laughs> I think it's you know my worry, it is what it is, you know, but my worry with it is. Like we look, we're all boxing fans of it's Ryan, John, you, Chris, myself, top. You grow up and you're reading, you know, before there were internet, you're reading your books and you're reading about history of boxing and who all the champions were and what the great fights were. And I just think we're gonna have a generational kid of kids now who, who won't they won't know what's what and what's real. I mean, I've had young kids walk past me in the street going, Oh, have you heard what do you think that fight's been made? What who do you think will win? And it's they actually believe that it's it's somehow credible or real or, and that's, that's the only, listen, it, it is what it is. And like John's just touched on these kids will go throughout the career and sacrifice the, the health and the long-term longevity of the, you know, getting your brain rattled around for years and years, trying to get somewhere in this sport. And it, it you know, is it right that kids will sit on a couch playing FIFA 
and get a big following on Twitter, on Instagram and Twitter and YouTube suddenly come in and make tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands or even into the millions when these kids have, have made all them sacrifices. Being honest, no, it's not. But that's my worry for the longevity of it is, is that it bastardises a sport in such a way that nobody really knows what's real anymore. No long analysis is needed for these, but there's another two big fights on the horizon and our listeners are always always looking out to make a few quid from their bets and interested in who the experts are picking. Um, I'll go around all four of you. Uh, firstly, I'm going to get your predictions for two fights. So it will be the Josh Taylor versus Jose Ramirez fight and the small, small fry fight we have coming up, hopefully in the summer between Fury and Joshua. Um, going to get a prediction for who you think will win and via what method. Um, Rich, I'll start back with you. Uh, quickly go around. What's your prediction for Taylor Ramirez and Fury Joshua? Taylor, late stoppage. And Tom's going to like this next one. Joshua, disqualification. <laughs> Jesus, that's uh, what's brought that up. Joshua wins by disqualification. Joshua to win by disqualification. <laughs> it's a potential. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's potential. What's, 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 what's Fury going to do? What's the method behind the means which you just think Fury's going to lose his head or something? Getting that big and that silly. Listen, I, don't, I still don't think it happens. So we, I think we're arguing over something that ain't going to happen anyway, <laughs> anytime soon. But if it does, I just think it'll be that big and that height. I think it's all keeper cool instead. And I think... AJ will probably keep the coolest said, and I don't know, it could end up being a Ned Bot or punching low or whatever, whatever. That's my, uh, that is my lump on. Tom, get checking odds on that because I'm lumping <laughs> off. The, the, uh, John, I'll go, I'll go to you uh, next. Uh, I'm taking, you're probably not going to agree with Rich's one there, but what's your predictions for Taylor against Ramirez and the big fight between Fury and Joshua? Um, and I agree, Taylor win. Um could be a late stoppage or could be like a, a go to the cards early with a with a bad cut or something. Um I mean they both I think they've both had bad nasty cuts in the past. But I think I mean I wrote I really rate Ramirez but I think Taylor's beat everyone there is to beat at like well wait bar bar Ramirez. I mean everyone was raving about Regis progress. Um I know it was a close fight but he really did well in that fight to win the super series and just show what level he's about and to go and unify the full division will, will be some achievement, but I think he'll, he'll, he'll box well. He'll, he'll be well ahead on the scorecards. So maybe stop him late or like I say, stoppage on, on cuts. Yeah. Interesting. And what's the, uh, what's the pick for Fury, Joshua? Joe, you know I'm, I'm real 50, 50 on this one. I'm, I think it's hard. Most, I think you see, <laughs> yeah, I think it's hard. You, you see with, Denzel Bentley against Felix Cash. It's hard to counter someone when they keep throwing combos. You've got to really be able to put a dent in someone with a with a single shot. And I mean, Denzel Bentley couldn't do it against Felix Cash. I know Tyson Fury's got a lot more power, a lot more boxing brain, and a lot more size to him. But AJ really does throw nice combos. He rolls ahead after. I know he got stopped by Ruiz, but it's. It, He's worked. He's made a lot of changes, and I think I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna back AJ for a stoppage. 
Interesting. The uh, what about what about you, Ryan? Who you uh, who are you going with first for Taylor Ramirez and uh, Fury Joshua? I think definitely Taylor. Maybe uh, a late stoppage or a points win, comfortable points win. I really like Taylor. He's he's he's, he's done everything what's asked of him. He's been in some amazing fights, and and you know he's a quality quality fighter. With the um, Fury and AJ, I keep changing my mind all the time. I really do. One day it's Fury, one day it's Joshua. Yeah, I just, I've got a feeling Joshua is going to land a big shot and catch Fury and, you know, he might not get up. Um, Or if he does get up, you know, I I think he'll be in trouble. Like I say, I keep changing my mind, but this moment in time today, I'm feeling AJ. I really am. Nice. The uh, Tom, I'll go to you. Uh, lastly, uh, what's your? I know we've touched on this on the pod. I think we touched it last month briefly, but the um, I think as the date got put back, didn't it? But what's your uh, prediction for Taylor and Ramirez and the Fury Joshua? The only thing I don't like about Taylor in in this fight is that he's on the road. Um, I think he will win a decision. Uh, I think it's going to be it'll be a different kind of fight to the pro grey fight. It's going to be a bit more kind of. I think it'll be a rougher fight, a tougher fight. Um, Ramirez is going to bring it. But I think probably Taylor, 8-4-ish, you know, 116-112-ish. Um, like Ryan on, on Fury, Joshua, I changed my mind. I've changed my mind a lot on it. This, and you can argue, I think you can make a strong case for Fury decision, Fury points, Joshua decision, Joshua, po- uh, Joshua knockout, Joshua points. I think there's a realistic route to all of them. I think... Ask me again next week, but Fury points at the moment, um, possibly quite controversial with a view to that rematch will already be um, already be signed by the time of the first fight. Yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely an intrigue and one. I think people, I think that's obviously why everyone wants to see it because the, uh, the the opinions are so so contrasted with everyone who everyone who says it, everyone I speak to says something uh, says something different every time. Um, moving on just to the end, uh, just to finish, and this is. Um, it's unbetting related, but it's for you, John. Obviously, having you on, it's been a pleasure listening to your insight. Um, just briefly, just touching it. I mean, what is next for you? Is there anything lined up for you in the near future? I've heard a few whispers that you might be being lined up to fight David Morrell. Uh, maybe give a little while an exclusive there, or maybe even the winner of Canelo Saunders. Yeah, no, um, I'm I'm due to fight David Morrell. Um, I'm told a deal has been been made for. June 26th. I'm here in Minnesota, but um, all waiting for it to be confirmed. So, um, yeah, there's a little exclusive there, but yeah, hoping to have confirmation <laughs> soon and um, yeah, get out there and, and get the business done. Yeah, I mean, looking at that fight, it's an interesting one because he's a Cuban um, amateur, isn't he? But he's, he's, his kind of professional record's quite um, quite low, but he's obviously a, obviously a good fighter. It'll be interesting to interesting to see you back in the mix and uh, wish you all the best for everything moving forward and Hopefully we'll have another another world champion in you, and we'll obviously get get you the big fights along the way, and we can see you see you kind of progress because I think you definitely deserve it. Um, and I'll be interested in everything you do along the way. But um, I mean that's about it for today. And uh, there's lots of boxing to look forward to. And thanks again, guys, for coming on. I really appreciate your time, um, John and Ryan. It was great listening to kind of your insight by boxing. You know, Canelo and Billy Joe. It's really good for our listeners to get that kind of intrigue and insight onto how they how how it is to actually share a ring with those guys 
Um, and yeah, again, boxing bettors and fans can take away a lot of insight from that ahead of all the big fights. Um, all the odds that we talked about or discussed on the podcast today are available at pinnacle.com. And just remember, guys, to always gamble responsibly. <laughs> <laughs>